Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Mo was a young boy growing up in a traditional Egyptian household, but beyond the front door of their family's modest London flat is a completely different world. The Streets of Acne. The impressionable Mo idolizes his handsome and charismatic older brother, Rashid, who, and he wants to follow in his footsteps. However, Rashid uh, wants a different life for his little brother and will do whatever he can to put him through college and make his life better. We're joined today by the director of a wonderful de- narrative um, coming out today, My Brother the Devil. Um, story of these two brothers and the struggles and the love that they feel for one another. The director is Sally El Hosseini, and she is here joining us today on Film School. Welcome to Film School. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you, Sally, for being here. Um, what a what a just a uh, very complex, layered film um, that you have put together uh, here called uh, my brother, the devil. Tell me a little bit about the genesis of the story. Uh, obviously, you you wrote it and directed it. Tell me where the story came from and and your decision to move forward, uh, making it a film. Well, this is my first feature film, um, and I knew I wanted to explore um, a sibling relationship. I'm a big sister and a little sister, so um, it's something I know well. And um, I live in Hackney, where I set the movie. Actually, the whole movie was shot about 10 minutes from where I live. Um, and I'm also half Egyptian, which is why I chose to make the brothers Egyptian. Um, and really, the film is a whole melting pot of lots of experiences or things that, you know, I spend a lot of time doing research um, with um, boys who are involved in gangs or road life, as we call it in London. Um, and it... Uh, the whole film took six years to make, so many of the years were spent researching. My background's documentaries, mm-hmm. so I guess I, I went documentary on it and embedded myself in the world of the film. You really, it really has a feel um, of of a documentary in in sense of setting the stage um, for the world that they live in, the kind of uh, lower income area of London known as Hackney. Uh, and the characters in it. In fact, my understanding is that there are some people in the film that are actually residents of that of that neighborhood. Um, yeah, there are. There are a lot of people who are acting for the first time. Um, in fact, um, uh, Fadi El Said, who plays Mo, the little brother, it's his first um, movie. Um, so, um, as was the case for quite a few members of the cast, and where we actually filmed, a lot of the kind of extras and background people all live in the location that we filmed in. Yeah. So we were supported by the community when we were filming this. Well, you really, it's you, you know, watching this film and 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 hearing what you're saying now, you sound like someone who really trusts your own instincts. Um, obviously time that it took for this production to become to become a, a, a feature film trusting people who had not acted before uh, to be in this who have key roles in it is, is that an accurate assessment of you you really like to go with your instincts on things definitely um, I think that it's so hard to make a film nowadays that 
Um, and, and, you know, if you were to give even the same script to 10 different people, they'd all make a different film. So yeah. ultimately, as a filmmaker, it's your job to make the film that's in your heart and head and to kind of keep that clear vision. Um, otherwise, it'll all fall apart. And make sure that everybody on the team is making the same film as you as well. Um, that's quite important. Well, it, it really comes across in the film. Um, the I will not kid you as a, an, a you know a white boy growing up in Southern California. There were times when the dialogue was a little bit, um, <laughs> excuse me, of a challenge. I understood what yeah. was going on, but and but it it certainly it 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 lends an air of authenticity to the film because it, it's not like they suddenly turn to the movie or turn to the camera and start speaking in a a less broken English, if you will. So it, it, there's a lot that this adds to the film, and it's part of the story as well. But um, Well, actually, when I was writing the script, there was a glossary that went along with the script. Okay. Um, and <laughs> for people to, to understand. But um, you get a lot from um, context at those moments. Yes. And also, I was very careful to use specific words. So, for example, you know, there are 10 words for police or 10 words for drugs, and I only chose to use one. So within mm-hmm. the context, you know, as you're watching the beginning, it might feel a little bit overwhelming. But as you get into the movie, you learn the language. Well, and I, believe me, it didn't detract in any way for me because absolutely what you're saying is correct. For me, is it it forces you to really focus on on the the ambiance and the and the characters and the way that they're interacting as much as anything. And you do definitely. There's nothing. There's no loss of understanding of the film for me. It wasn't, but it it yeah. just it creates this uh, very um, uh, um, documentary feel to the film, which really, as I said, reinforces the the, the validity of the stories and the, and the characters themselves. But having said that, you uh, well, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say, even though the film is rooted in all that realism and it was so important, and I went to such great lengths to make it authentic, um, you also can't ignore that this is cinema, and so there's a poetry and there's a fiction to it as well. Oh yeah. So there are kind of those more subjective moments or the most cinematic moments. Um, a lot of people, you know, have certain expectations of the world that this film is set in. And the thing that's, um, I guess, true for everybody watching this film is that it's not what you expect. Well, absolutely. And and, and uh, my kudos to uh, to not only your direction, but also the, the, the look of this film is just extraordinary. Uh, David uh, Rydecker or Raydecker, is your uh, Ray, Decker. Ray Decker, the director of uh, photography for this, and it's just a beautiful film um, to look at, and some very interesting um, choices on your part in terms of um, changes from scenes. The, the 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 way that you go from scene to scene is just it's it's it adds to this uh, this sheen to the movie that's just spectacular. It really is a beautiful look. Um, Thank you. It, we won the cinematography award in Sundance. Oh, deservedly. It's just it, there's it's just striking. It's a beautiful film uh, to look at. But it, having said that, you know you're trusting your instincts with these. You know with uh, Fadi El Hassadi, uh, the uh, uh, the actor who plays Mo. But you have this wonderful actor, um, uh, James Floyd, who plays Rashid, who's just he's spectacular in this film. Uh, I had not seen him before, and he just mm-hmm. takes com- takes control of the screen when he's on. He's just uh, a riveting uh, actor. Where did you find him? 
I mean, uh, he's been acting in the UK for about seven years. Yeah. Um, and at first I hadn't wanted an actor to play that role um, because I was really wanting to go for the authentic, but I couldn't find anybody um, who was prepared to play the journey that that character goes on. I'm kind of being careful here not to give spoilers, yeah. but, um, but the journey that character goes on is in a direction that um, a lot of people kind of didn't want to explore. So I, I was having to resort to an actor, but when James came in, it was just obvious that the role was made for him. I mean, he was... Um, and you know, interestingly, his background is nothing like the background of the character. Um, if you meet him in real life, he's the complete opposite, in fact. Um, which, again, just shows what an incredible actor he is. Um, yeah, he spent a lot of time going into the world, about five months. Um, and Eamon Hamducci, um, who plays Repo with the tattoo on his neck, was um, my script consultant. And he really took James under his wing, and James was pretty much living with him you know, five days a week from, you know, 7 p.m. until 7 a.m. Um, and it's, yeah, I did say to him, don't get arrested. Um, yeah. um, <laughs> apart from that, <laughs> but apart from that, um, uh, aside from that, he just immersed himself in the world. I mean, he wanted to eat the food the character eats and um, be yeah. the character entirely, and it, it really worked. Yeah, no, he, it, it's just, it's really uh, just a wonderful um, portrayal um, and he, as you said, his journey in the film um, is it, very believable. All of the—that's another thing that um, the film um, there there isn't anything in it that feels forced. Um, now, you said six years to to make this film, uh, and then you got it in the uh, the film festival circuit where it did very well. Uh, Sundance, yeah. I understand you 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 um, you went to the Sundance Lab for for. Uh, work on it as well, well when I was developing the project um, I went to the screenwriters and directors lab mm -hmm. um, while I was developing it which was great um, because you know I was literally on my own in my bedroom writing it before that so to get onto Sundance was you know you know gave me a lot of confidence ultimately and also really helped with the development of the project um, so it was a really crucial part of the process in terms of developing the film it's a wonderful thing, the lab program. So I, I was going to ask you. Obviously, many of the directors uh, we've had on have have had uh, their experiences with the Sundance Lab, and they all seem to come away with a very positive perspective on it. Uh, what was it? What was most helpful for you in terms? Of you you said writers and also the directors' lab. Did you say? Yeah. What, I mean, what, there was the. What was really helpful in the beginning, I think, was just having the confidence that I got onto the lab, which I know sounds strange, but, I, you know, it's so hard to make a film that any little kind of recognition from the industry or approval goes a long way in terms of your own ambitions for what you're doing. Um, so that was a huge help, just that, just that other people believed in what I was doing. It wasn't literally just me on my own, which is what it felt like for many years um, as I was writing the script. And then eventually it grows and gets bigger. Um, but also the creative advisors. I mean, you get a lot of opinions. You have to be very open to the process. Mm -hmm. And often contradictory opinions, which in themselves, it's really it makes you realize, well, wait a minute, this is my movie. What do I want to do? <laughs> right. And ultimately, and ultimately the, it's not about people giving you the answers because you realize that the answers are, are actually within you. Um, and it helps you, I suppose, dig deeper within yourself and find the movie that you really want to make. Now, how do you balance that? How do you? By the way, we're speaking with the director of My Brother the Devil, and that is Sally 
Al Hosseini. Uh, how do you balance that when you're when you're in a, a place like a, a Sundance, a lab, and you know these people that are in there have seen a few movie makers come through there, and they're offering you advice that may be a little contrary to what your your perspective is. Where do you was it easy to find a balance to be able to filter out what that you needed in in terms of what they were talking about? How how did was your process? Um, I think you just have to stay open um, mm-hmm. to listening to a whole range of different opinions, and ultimately that's all they are, is opinions. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody's got an opinion, um, and it doesn't mean because somebody's made 10 movies um, that their opinion is even more valid than you know, your own or an opinion of someone who hasn't made any movies. Um, you know, I think we're all quite literate in terms of cinema nowadays, because we watch so many movies, um, and... In that sense, I think you have to be careful who you listen to. And the way I treated the labs was to listen to everything, record everything, take it all on board, and then go away afterwards and spend some time on my own, really mulling everything over and seeing what connected with me, what didn't, um, and letting it sit with me for a while before I just rushed into kind of changes and lost my way. I've seen a lot of people kind of when they're developing their scripts or their projects end up um, feeling like they want to please other people. Um, and so changing their projects, but that was something I was really conscious not to do, right. because I think it would be a disservice to the story I was telling and what I was trying to do, yeah. and the authenticity of it. Well, yeah, and so in lots of levels, it's a personal film. Yeah, it, it, this is. I just. Uh, I. I hope I'm adequately conveying to the audience um, uh, that that this is a this is a wonderful. Again, it's a wonderful narrative. It's a wonderful drama. Uh, what is so impressive about it is how many different levels it works on. Not only the relationship between the brothers, the relationship the brothers has with their their parents, the relationship to their friends, their girlfriends, their their um, the peers, uh, the outside world, new relationships. There are a lot of things going on. This had to be, and uh, at, at times watching this, and uh, maybe this I don't want to get too caught up in this, but it, it had sort of a Shakespearean feel to it and you know the 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 intimate nature of these relationships and the sense of betrayal or not betraying i mean it there's a lot going on here um you obviously spent i mean you said six years putting this together it it has a feel of of someone who really lived this experience um in terms of putting this this together um very very well done in that regard thank you oh. i mean i i love intimate studies of character and you know, getting into all that psychological stuff. So that's the fun stuff for me. <laughs> yeah. And, and the relationship, which is key, this is such an important thing in this in this film, is the two brothers themselves, they have a very credible relationship. They, there's a chemistry between them that is completely believable. Uh, and the way that they distrust each other is completely familiar in terms of a family relationships and then they trust one another and then they don't. I mean, it's this back and forth that every relationship of consequence has uh, that is so well portrayed. Um, I, in the last minute that I have with you, I know you got to get going, and, um, was there any point in, the, in this development, six-year journey in, to bring this to the screen, was there a moment in which you just sort of that cro- that fork in the road, whether it was going to get made or not made, and what was it that kept you going? Um, 
there were a lot of those moments because this, um, it's a truly independent film, yeah. um, which yeah. means that it was rejected by practically everybody. <laughs> um, and it was very hard to raise the money, and there were a lot of no's and a lot of doors shut. Um, and it, I think the thing that kept me going was um, the real guys who inspired the movie and all of those people who really believed in it. I mean, you know, they were so trusting and believed in the movie even more than the industry did. And I almost felt like I had... I had gone too far not to make it happen. Um, and it, that last kind of year before it did eventually get made, I remember thinking to myself, I'm only giving myself this last summer. If it doesn't happen this last summer, I'm giving up. When And it's amazing when you um, set yourself kind of crazy goals like that, things just fall into place. So um, by sheer determination, it, it got made. Um, and it's been a success story. So yeah. It's really... Yeah. It's 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 wonderful, yeah. um, and I, you're going to be at the New Art. Are you here in town for the? the... Yeah, myself and James Floyd, the lead actor that we were talking about, who uh, plays Rashid, yeah. also here with me. So we're both going to be do, doing Q and A's at the Landmark New Art um, at seven at the seven p.m. screening today and tomorrow. Well, wonderful. Well, then, so 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 check this out. Um, it is uh, at the New Art. Uh, it's opening at the New Art. It will, I'm sure, roll out uh, around the city, but see it at the New Art. It's always great. And, and a lot of the f- future of these films is determined by that opening weekend. As my listeners, all my listeners know this, this is a mantra I repeat over and over, but it's, it, it's, people need to know. They need to get out and see it first weekend. Uh, the suits will make a lot of decisions based on that. And I am uh, so thrilled to have you on, uh, and I look forward to your future work. Uh, Sally Al-Hassani, uh, the director of My Brother the Devil, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio.